0: So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today.
1: Shalom. This is Harriet and I will be your reader today. This Sunday the 26th of November or the 13th of Kislev on the Hebrew calendar. We have a new week and this new week has a new parasha, which is called Vayishlach. And that means he sent. And the scripture reading from the Torah is from Genesis, or Bereshit, chapter 32, verse 3 through verse 12. However, if you have a Bible with a Hebrew verse and chapter counting, you would read verses 4 through 13 instead. Before we start getting into our scriptures, please join me in blessing and thanking the Lord for His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. Then Yaakov said when he saw them, This is God's camp, and he named that place Machanaim. Then Yaakov sent messengers before him to his brother Isav, to the land of Seir, the field of Edom. He also commanded them, saying, This is what you should say to my lord, to Esav. This is what your servant Yaakov said. I have been staying with Lavan and have lingered until now. Now I have come to possess oxen and donkeys, flocks, male servants and female servants. I sent word to tell my Lord in order to find favor in your eyes. The messengers returned to Yaakov, saying, We went to your brother, to Esav, and he's also coming out to meet you, and four hundred men with him. So Yaakov became extremely afraid and distressed. He divided the people with him, along with the flocks and herds and camels, into two camps. For he thought, if Hisav comes to one camp and strikes it, the camp that's left will escape. Then Yaakov said, O oh God of oh my father Avraham, and God of oh my father Isaac, Lord, who said to me, Return to your land and to your relatives, and I will do good with you. I am unworthy of all the proofs of mercy and of all the dependability that you have shown to your servant. For with only my staff I crossed over this Yardin, and now I have become two camps. Deliver me, please, from my brother's hand, from Esav's hand, for I am afraid of him that he'll come and strike me, the mothers with the children. You yourself said, I will most certainly do good with you and will make your seed like the sand of the sea that cannot be counted because of its abundance. That was Genesis 32, 3-13. Our portion from the prophets will today be First Samuel, or Shmuel, chapter 2. Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart exalts in the Lord, my horn is lifted high in the Lord. I smile wide over my enemies, for I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Boast no more so proudly, insolence comes out of your mouth. For the Lord is the all-knowing God, and by him deeds are weighed. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the stumbling are girded with strength. Those full hire themselves for bread, but those starving hunger no more. Even the barren gives birth to seven, but she with many sons languishes. The Lord causes death and makes alive. He brings down to Sheol and raises up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and also lifts up. He raises the helpless from the dust. He lifts the needy from the dunghill, to make them sit with nobles, granting them a seat of honor. For the earth's pillars are the Lord's, and He has set the world on them. He guards the steps of His godly ones. But the wicked are silenced in darkness. For one does not prevail by might. Those who oppose the Lord will be shattered. He thunders against them in heaven. He judges the ends of the earth. He gives strength to his king, exalting the horn of his anointed one. Then Elkanah went home to Ramah while the boys served the Lord before Eli the Kohen. Now Eli's sons were worthless men. They did not acknowledge the Lord. Now this was the custom of the Kohanim with the people. Whenever any man offered a sacrifice, the Kohen's servant would come along while the meat was boiling with a three-pronged fork in his hand, and he would thrust it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot. Whatever the fork brought up, the Kohen would take for himself. This is how they dealt with all the Israelites who came there to Shiloh. Even before they burnt the fat, the Kohen servant would come and say to the one offering sacrifice, Give the Kohen meat for roasting, since he will not accept boiled meat from you, only raw. If the man said to him, Let them first burn the fat up as smoke, and then take as much as you desire, he would reply, No, But you must give it now, otherwise I will take it by force. Thus the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord, for the men despised the offering of the Lord. But Shmuel was ministering before the Lord as a boy girded with a linen ephod. Moreover, his mother would make him a little robe and bring it to him from year to year, when she would come up with her husband to offer the annual sacrifice. Then Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, May the Lord give you offspring from this woman instead of the one she requested from the Lord. Then they would return to their place. So the Lord visited Hannah and she conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the child Shmuel grew before the Lord. Now Eli had grown very old. He heard all that his sons did to all Israel, and how they slept with the women who served at the doorway at the tent of meeting. So he said to them, Why do you do such things? For I hear evil reports from all these people concerning you. No, my sons, for this is not a good report that I hear the Lord's people spreading around. If a man sins against another, God may pardon him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who will intercede for him? But they did not listen to the voice of their father, because the Lord desired to put them to death. Meanwhile, the child Shmuel kept growing and increasing in favor, both with the Lord and also with men. Now there came a man of God to Eli and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Did I not reveal myself clearly to the house of your father when they were in Egypt belonging to Pharaoh's palace? Also did I not choose them from all the tribes of Israel to be my koanim, to officiate at my altar, to burn incense and to wear an ephod before me? Did I not give to the house of your father all the fire-offerings of Benai Israel? Why do you kick at my sacrifice and my offering, which I have commanded in my dwelling, and honor your sons above me, by fattening yourselves with the choicest of every offering of Israel, my people? Therefore the Lord God of Israel declares, I indeed said that your house and your father's house should walk before me forever. But now, declares the Lord, far be it from me, for I will honor those who honor me, but those who despise me will be disdained. Behold, the days are coming when I will cut short your strength and the strength of your father's house, so that no one in your household will reach old age. Moreover, you will behold the distress of my dwelling despite all that is good that has been done to Israel. So no one in your household will reach old age forever. Any man of yours that I did not cut off from my altar would make your eyes weep and your soul grieve. So all the increase of your household will die as young men. Now this will be the sign to you that will come on your two sons Chofni and Finchas, on the same day both of them will die. Yet I will raise up for myself a faithful Kohen who will do according to what is in my heart and my mind. Then I will build him an enduring house, and he will walk before my Anointed One all the time. Anyone left in your household will come and bow low to him for a piece of silver and a loaf of bread and will say, Please assign me to one of the priestly offices so that I may eat a morsel of bread. That was first, excuse me, Shmuel chapter 2. Now we have the writings and we will read Psalm 44. For the music director a psalm of the sons of Korah, a contemplative song. We have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us, of a work you did in their days, in days of old. With your hand you displaced nations, but you planted them. You afflicted peoples, and you drove them out, for it was not by their own sword that they took possession of the land nor did their own arms save them. But it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you favored them. You are my king, O God. Command victories for Yaakov. Through you we push back our foes. Through your name we trample those rising up against us. For I do not trust in my bow, nor can my sword save me. For you saved us from our oppressors and put to shame those who hated us. In God we make our boast all day, and your name we praise forever, Selah. Yet you have spurned and humiliated us and no longer go out with our armies. You make us retreat before the enemy. Those who hate us have plundered us. You gave us to be devoured like sheep and have scattered us among the nations. You are selling your people cheaply, not even getting a great price for them. You made us a taunt for our neighbors, a scorn and ridicule for those around us. You made us a byword among the nations, head-wagging among the peoples. All day my disgrace is before me, and my face is covered with shame, because of the sound of taunting and reviling from the face of a vengeful enemy. All this came upon us, though we did not forget you, nor were we false to your covenant. Our heart did not turn back, nor did our steps stray from your path. Yet you crushed us in a place of jackals, covered us with a shadow of death. If we had forgotten the name of our God, or stretched our hands to a foreign God, would God not have discovered it? For he knows the secrets of the heart. But for your sake we are slain all day. We are counted as sheep for slaughter. Awake, why do you sleep, my Lord? Wake up, do not cast us off forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our misery and oppression? For our soul sinks down to the dust. Our belly cleaves to the earth. Arise, be our help, and redeem us for your mercy's sake. That was Psalm or Tealim 44. Now we have reached our final portion of scripture for today from the apostolic writings, and we will be reading Mark chapter 4, verse 1 through verse 20. Again Yeshua began to teach by the sea. A large crowd gathered around him, so he got into a boat on the sea and sat down. And the crowd was by the sea on the land. He began teaching them many things by parables, and in his teaching he said to them, Listen, behold, a sower went out to spread some seed. It happened that as he sowed, some fell beside the road, And the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil. It sprang up immediately because the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew and choked it, and it yielded no crop. And others fell in the good soil and were producing fruit, springing up and increasing. They yielded a crop, producing thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. And he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. When Yeshua was alone, those around him with the twelve started asking him about the parables. And he told them, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those who are outside, everything is in parables, so that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, so they may not turn back and be forgiven. He said to them, Don't you grasp this parable? Then how will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones beside the road where the word is sown. Whenever they hear, Satan comes quickly and takes away the word that has been sown in them. These are the ones sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, immediately they receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves but last only a short while when trouble or persecution comes because of the word immediately they fall away and others are the ones sown among the thorns they have heard the word but the worries of the world the seduction of wealth and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful and those are the ones sown on the good soil they hear the word and accept it and produce fruit 30, 60, and 100-fold. That was Mark 4, 1-20. Now, if you're reading through the apostolic writings twice this year, you would also read 1 Corinthians chapter 4 today. This has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. It's a privilege to be able to read the scriptures for you, busy moms and others. And I pray that it has been a blessing to listen and that you will hide the word in your heart so that the Holy Spirit can bring forth what you need when you need it. For now, Shalom from Israel until next time.